You know what else I'm excited about, Turby? What, Till? Uh, did I say Turby or something? You, you I thought did. I did. <laughs> yeah, I thought I did. Um, all right, Murby. So what I'm excited about... Episode number 23 of the Promo Upfront Podcast. I am one of your hosts, Bill Petrie. With me, as always, the other host of this fine, fine program, the captain of canceling college football games, the one and only Dr. Kirby Hossman. Kirby, how are you? I am doing well, my friends. I think that the, uh, you know, the reality of it is I'm doing well. The challenges that I have are all first world problems. And so I, my family is healthy. We're, we're staying safe and, and and that's not been the case uh one of the things i've been talking about bill is that for a long time we're in such a small community that we were pretty insulated mm-hmm. from this pandemic we like there were yeah a long period of this that nobody in our community knew anybody who had had it yeah. that is 100 percent not the case now and uh so i think certainly while i took this serious the whole time it's i think it's it's put a heavy weight on our community yeah um so i say that to say I'm pissed that Ohio State is not playing Michigan, but I understand that it's a first world problem. And so that's where I'm at. How about you, man? Well, I actually am happy Ohio State's not playing Michigan because now A&M might creep into the college football playoff, but A&M's not playing Ole Miss because Ole Miss has COVID problems. I'm doing okay. Uh, Like you, I am, I I feel like I am just at the frayed ends of sanity at Mm. times that I'm just working so hard right now mm-hmm. and it's okay i actually like that but i mean i'm, I'm just you know it's just ah but yeah. uh it's again first world problems i'm not going to complain about it you know what else i'm not going to complain about kirby what's that bill thank you so much for knowing to ask that'd be our good pals over at promo pulse the fact that in the entire palm of my hand my giant man hand i can have <laughs> the pulse of the entire industry and that's why it's called promo pulse folks that's right that app that developed by the one and only rock star jason noakes is right there. It's free. You can download it from Google Play. You can download it from the Android store. You can download it from Apple store. You can download it from anywhere. So, well, not really anywhere, but those two specific places you can totally <laughs> download it from. Um, it's convenient. We've talked about that save, save search and share function. Yeah. Um, I, what is, when you open up Promo Pulse every day, and I know that's one of the first things you do either before your treadmill or after or before mm-hmm. breakfast at the hospital, whatever. <laughs> what, what always, what catches your eye about it? Yeah, I, like for me, I think that though um, Promo Pulse does a great job of keeping the specials piece mm-hmm. uh, kind of forefront, and so I do yeah. spend a little bit of time on that. I mine is is always about content. Yeah. What is the, the the biggest piece of kind of what are the thought leaders saying in our industry each day? Yeah, that's kind of where I see it too. I love mm-hmm. opening it up, seeing what the content is, and uh, kind of fill my head with good for the day, as you would yes. say. Yes. So we go there for ideas, inspiration, information, and you should too. But not only that, hey, do you have an Alexa-enabled device? <laughs> well, if you do, there's an Alexa-enabled skill for so cool. Promo Pulse. It is super cool. You can say, Alexa, ask Promo Pulse for new ideas. Alexa, ask Promo Pulse to subscribe to the Daily Pulse, which is that email that kind of wraps everything up from the previous day. Or 
Alexa, ask Promo Pulse to play podcasts. And that's right. Your favorite podcast, including this one, is on Promo Pulse. And so why not go ahead and uh, enable that on your uh, Alexa-enabled device? You won't be sorry you did. And if you do, they're giving away an Echo Show, a brand new Echo Show, not a refurbished bottle. No, no, no. This is brand new. Anyone that has an active subscription on the Daily Pulse and has either used the Promo Pulse app or Promo Pulse on Alexa in December is eligible to win. They're going to announce a winner in January of next year. So pretty exciting stuff there. Thank you, Promo Pulse. Yeah, super cool. Awesome. Well, Kirby, I want to thank you for having the courage to do this podcast for me. For me. You're not doing it for me. You're doing it with me. I mean, the courage to do this podcast with me today, guys, we don't edit this. No need to. Uh, all right, Kirby, we talk always the promo up front. That means our first topic is always promotional products related. Have a feeling I know what you're bringing up, but yep. why don't you let us all in on the big secret? Yeah, I, I think that uh, one of the things that we have talked about for years is, is recognizing topics that are top of mind and are relevant. And uh, you have always said, you know, if we don't, we'd be tone deaf. Um, yep. I, we can spend as much time on this as you want, uh, but if we want to move on, uh, we can. But I do yeah. want to address uh, T. Hamilton's passing. Yeah. Yeah, uh, T is a you know as and you can you did a great job on your blog this week, kind of uh, talking about sort of the industry icon that T was, and I think uh, for me it was so interesting to see all of the posts uh, the 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 next day. Um, I'm smiling only because that next day I, I made the mistake of clicking on an ad on Facebook, yeah. and so it was an ad for one of those sanitizer sprayers. Right. And so that next morning on Facebook, it was somebody posting about tea, yeah. a sanitizer, tea, sanitizer, tea. And, and it was, you don't always understand the impact that people have until no. something like this. And uh, I know that you were close with her. Yeah. Um, and so this, for me, the industry was a different place because she was in it. And I can talk a little bit about how that affected my company, but I thought that you would yeah, I, I, I don't want to be redundant. Um, I, I was I was close with T. I was one of you know a few people that that kept in contact with her pretty religiously during her cancer fight. Um, I, I don't know why I was one of those, but I was. I, I think one of the reasons is she was always interested in Sandy's health after Sandy's heart scare and how little chance uh, Sandy had at survival. And so I think that always served as kind of a beacon of hope for T um, in many ways. And so I think that that really connected us through her, her cancer struggle. Um, you know, it was one of those things. And like I said, we texted a lot. I, I texted her, I think on, uh, on November 6th or 7th and we went back and forth on a couple of things. And, and then I texted her on the 13th and I didn't hear back. And she was never one to wallow in what was uh, mm. she always had a positive outlook. Uh, her treatments were uh, just just destroyed her body. Quite frankly, um, it you know uh, they never really were able to pinpoint exactly what it was, and so it's a four year struggle for her. And so, you know, it's it's uh, it was kind of a slap um, when it happened. It was a shocking one, and then you know obviously you saw the tributes from from mm -hmm. the Mark Grams and and Danny Rosens of the world and Charity Gibsons and, and so many people in Promo Kitchen she was close to. 
I really struggled writing that blog, quite frankly. Um, I, I think I've posted, I must've started and stopped it about 12 different times. Sure. It's just like everything felt hollow, you know? And so I centered, so I, I, I centered on the theme of, which I'll talk real quickly now of, you know, what we say when people pass away is, you mm-hmm. know, they're in a better place and they're the fight, they're, they're, they're resting now finally and all that and bullshit. The world would be a better place if T was here. Right. Um, and I hate that she's not. I, and I also hate that you touched on this a moment ago. She really struggled to realize how important she was in the industry right. and how well respected, how well liked, how well loved she was. Um, so I think she'd be up there eating a Tim Tam bar, which she loved, and uh, looking down and kind of realizing how much people really care for when you saw the outpouring. And so, mm. you know, uh, I, there's a lot of things I think in, in the works. I know Promo Kitchen is, is doing a podcast that right. uh, I, I went ahead and, and recorded something for. And um, uh, Dan Edge and I, Dan Edge was very close with her as well. Dan Edge and I are looking at uh, doing some sort of online memorial uh, for her, uh, for the industry, whoever wants to participate in January. So stay tuned for that. But, you know, it's, uh, it's a tough one. The, the, the industry is a lot more creatively vacant today because T Hamilton's not here. Right. Yeah. And it was interesting in trying to be introspective about the situation as I, I wasn't in the interest of transparency as close to T as you were. Um, but I find that, you know, I, she worked with us on, uh, <laughs> Uh, several projects and it was funny I think that we have now multiple graphic designers in-house because of T. T was one of the first people to reach out to me to encourage me on delivering marketing joy because Mm -hmm. she was like hey this looks different than the rest of the stuff in the industry and I think that Josh Williams in our in in our building Mm -hmm. has a job because I'm like I need someone like that here and uh, I think that a lot of people can look around the industry and say that. Yeah, and one of the things I, I remember about T, um, and I didn't write this in my blog, so I'll share it here. One of the things I remember about T, when I started trying to find my voice in the industry and started public speaking, and it was very difficult to kind of break into that circle. I was unproven, I was unknown. And I remember being put on a bill with her uh, at a camp show. Okay. And I was the opening act, she was the headliner. <laughs> and I, uh, I spoke, and uh, as I walked up, she sat there and watched. And I'm like, you know, I, I don't tea and, but you know, not an intimidating presence, but a friendly one, certainly. And I got off and she gave me a big hug and she's a great hugger and said, I hope you know how incredible you just were. <laughs> and that made my day because I'm like, cause she did a far better job. Trust me as a headliner <laughs> as than I did as the opening act. But for her to say that and recognize that um, really made me feel very special because I mean, I walked into that thinking I'm on the same speaking bill as T Hamilton. Maybe I've made it. Yeah, right. um, so I like it. Yeah. So she was, she was one of a kind, um, definitely quirky in every positive sense of that word. And mm-hmm. she will definitely be missed. And I'm glad you brought it up, Kirby. All right. All You're right, up, brother. I am. So I don't know if you saw this breaking news Uh-oh. as we get on the <laughs> podcast. Right. Uh, Jeff Letterer is leaving prime Jeff yeah. Letterer, who was dad, uh, Bob, um, Founded Prime. Uh, they mm-hmm. sold it, I, th- I think, three years ago to Alpha Broder. And Sounds he right. became president of the Hard Goods Division. Um, is uh, sailing off into the sunset and mm-hmm. uh, just going to find his next adventure. I wanted to know your thoughts on that. I certainly mm-hmm. have mine. 
Yeah, no. And I, I don't know that I have a, a ton of thoughts. I was, you know, it's funny. I think that my net initial reaction, this is, this is indicative of the fact that I think I spend a lot of time with my head down doing what I do and that I don't look up. And then when I look up and see something like this, I'm always shocked. Yeah. And then, you know, in retrospect, I'm like, well, well I guess that makes sense. Yeah. Three years after you sell a company and you're, yeah. you're one that you have run under your leadership. I, I am always fascinated by someone yeah. who is the entrepreneur, is the CEO yeah. selling their or their organization and then working in that organization. That's yeah. to me seems That's like tough, one of the great challenges. Absolutely. It's well, when I, you know, when I see these things, the, the mergers and they're going to stay on, I always think, wonder how long that's going to be. I wonder what the contract for the earnout is. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't know if that's the case with Jeff. I, I don't know that at all. I'm just saying, I always think that. Yeah. And so as I look back, I'm like, Oh, okay. I, yeah. This was probably a, a, a plan thing, though. I, I have no true knowledge of that. So I don't want to yeah. report that, but you know, Jeff, for, for me, Jeff was one of the guys I actually reached out to him and asked him to be on DMJ mm -hmm. and he was super, super gracious about it. He's like, Oh my God, I've been waiting. And this was, it was right after he was announced on one of the power 50 lists. Right. And I reached out and I reach out to people on the power 50 and a lot of them don't write back <laughs> and that's fine. Uh, but he was like, he was almost like so excited. He's like, Oh, I watch this show all the time. I'm so yeah. excited to be on it. And it was kind of like you said about T just then, yeah. but to a different level. It was just yeah. one of those where I was like, Oh, that's really, he was just super gracious about it. And so I don't know. He's, he's always been really cool to me. Yeah. One of the things I thought is, you know, I, I wasn't surprised necessarily. Um, uh, you know, you never prepare for it, but it was like, Oh yeah, that makes a lot of sense. It's been about three years. Probably he's probably ready for another adventure. You know, he's, it's, it was a family, family business and that's yeah. not an easy thing to sell. You know, his dad started it. I met Jeff, when I started in the industry, because I was in the Northeast at that time, and, and I went on a factory tour at Prime. It was my first factory tour. Oh, cool. Yeah, Jeff's, I think, a year either younger or older than me. I can't remember, but we bonded and clicked, and we've kept in touch over the years. So I thought about that, and I thought about, yeah, I'm going to miss seeing him around trade shows and things like that. But I also thought, now there's an opening on the Power 50 for Kirby. So <laughs> I, I'm, I'm pretty excited about that. I'm not going to lie. You know, what else, you know what else I'm excited about, Kirby? What, Till? Uh, did I say Turby or something? You, you I thought did. I did. Yeah, I thought I did. Um, all right, Murby. So what I'm excited about is the promo product of the week because I love myself some promotional products. And I know you do too. Yes. Today, one dear, near and dear to my heart, a glass. I love glassware. And you can see this beautiful glass kind of it looks washed out. It's not. It's a very detailed thing. But I'm going to make it look really great here in a second. <laughs> it is the 11 and a half ounce Arc Novato Denver Whiskey Glass. That is from part number AD2390 from our pals over at Bell Promo. What I like about this, I love a good old-fashioned box yeah. glass. I and I love the say. craggy the craggy bottom here. It's really cool. Can you see the detail on that? Yeah. And then the – So is that the, is that the actual is, – is craggy? Is that the term? That, that's my term, Kirby. Thank oh, okay. you for knowing just, that. Okay. And what I'm <laughs> going to enjoy in this as we record is a little bit of Blanton's single wow. barrel bourbon. And look how much better that glass looks right now as I put just a little bit of bourbon in there. Well, it doesn't look nice there. It, it really pops. It really pops. It's going to be a good, and I'm going to get hammered as we continue to record. <laughs> All right, Kirby, do you, do you have another uh, topic for us as I, hold yeah. on, hold on. Mm. Oh, look at that. Love, look at that. Right, there you go. There's, you can see the branding a little better against my shirt. Yeah. Sort of. Yeah. yeah. It looks good. Okay. So 
I have a bunch of different topics this week and I didn't know where I was going to go. And I, it's funny, I had all these things typed up and then right as we got started, I actually just made some notes. So I'm going to go Good. with that one. Let's go. So you started your business this year yes. uh, here in 2020. So, um, you know, I think it's been well belabored the challenges of doing business in 2020, but it's also, you know, you've talked about starting a business mm-hmm. in 2020. So I'm curious now, what's it been now? Has it been six months? Uh, it has been six months. Okay. So maybe what has been, you know, some of the challenges that you've faced in, in getting it going, but then yeah. what, what have been maybe went better than expected? Um, and maybe mm-hmm. there's none of those things either way, but just no. sort of what's gone like, been tough, what's been better. Yeah. So what, what has been challenging is um, really trying to align the skill sets that Kelsey Cunningham and I have and ensure that those skill sets are speaking value to the right audience. That's always a challenge, right? Um, especially in a pandemic where people's hands are usually grabbing their wallet. Mm-hmm. So it's very, it's, it's, it has been cha- not challenging, but it's been, it, it was our first priority to make sure that those were in alignment. Um, I've been beyond overwhelmed from a positive perspective that, you know, we've been able to get clients fairly quickly in, in, mm-hmm. in a good stable of them. Uh, so I'd say, you know, the most challenging thing has been really just making sure the alignment's there, you know, right. as a new business, cash flow is always a little bit of a challenge, um, but uh, it hasn't been painful. And Good. we've been very fortunate to, to get to where we are fairly quickly. And I'd say the, the what was the other part? Best part? Yeah, what's better than expected? Like better than expected you, is, yeah. is, is the, the caliber of clients we have. Better okay. than expected, I'd say, um, the, uh, I expected obviously to work well with Kelsey. We, we've always worked well together. So that wasn't too much of a surprise. And I'd say just the, uh, I, I'm still overwhelmed, honestly, by the support we've had from the industry. So mm. I'm going to say that still blows me away. You know, when we made the announcement, um, just, you know, we did brand, brand advocate week and all mm-hmm. that, just, I think about that and it gives, you know, gives me fur, you know, yeah. get, get some goosebumps going here. So yeah, yeah it's uh, that, that, that's been the best thing. So what about you running a business, not starting, or do you have a follow-up? looks like you have I, a I do have a follow-up just really quick. So you, because it's, it's to your initial point, I think, I think one of the challenges that I would think is that people would come to you and, and I'm just curious because people ask me like, what is it that Bill's doing? Yeah. Like even and, and well-meaning people. Mm-hmm. But getting the right people to yeah. fit with your skill set is what, how, I guess, how has that worked? I mean, if you had, a, if you had to say to people, look, we're not for everybody. Yep. We're not for you. Yep. Um, okay. And so yeah. has that so, been hard? I, you know, I learned a long time ago in our industry, especially, and I don't mean the service provider sector of what we do. I mean, just the promotional products industry. Yeah. One of the hardest questions that you can be asked is, what do you do? And people, because usually people go, well, I put logos on this, that, blah, blah, yeah, blah, yeah, blah, yep. blah. And it's even harder when what we do is kind of floats out there in space. Yeah. So I answer it this way. Companies like X and Y hire us because we're able to do whatever we're able to do. And in some cases, it's elevate their marketing efforts to move their target audience to action. Mm. And other times it's create a sales strategy that is actionable, measurable, and uh, consumable. Mm-hmm. And in some ways, it's we provide business coaching services for people who are stuck and need 
help. Mm -hmm. So it really depends on who I'm talking to. And so what we do on the front end is invest a lot of time, just like every other company does. And we have conversations and we talk about, you know, what do they need? Can we do it? If we can't do it, can we point them in the right direction? And if we can't point them in the right direction, sorry, you know, um, unfortunately, <laughs> we don't know what to tell you. Yeah. So we're not for everybody. Mm -hmm. um, but, but I think so that's I, important to know. Right? Yeah. Does that answer your question? It does, because I think that's it. There's a, there's a lesson there. I think, um, you know, so many times we everybody and again, saying yes all the time. Mm -hmm. can be can be a, a challenge it, it ends up digging you into holes and so uh, the the willingness and ability to say no sometimes is powerful some of the best sales you make are the ones you don't yeah, <laughs> what yeah about you a, what about you running a business though kirby because mm -hmm. you have a mature and i don't mean that in a negative sense but you mm -hmm. have a established mature business what has been your biggest challenge you know doing this in 2020 what's been the thing that came easiest for you or, or, or was the most positive so I think that one of the things that pops into my head is, you know, we, we've long been big on content. That's a, you know, you know that, I know that, that's, a, that's well established. I think actually during this time, I've gotten better at being empathetic to my audience. So in other words, really trying to say, like think through the eyes of the marketing director and what they're facing, the entrepreneur and what they're facing and creating content that answers that. Mm -hmm. And I think that because of that, like our business didn't even, didn't dry up even when during March, April, May, sure. it was down, <laughs> like, right. but there was still a, a flow. Uh, I was actually, the other observation, I don't know if this answers your question, but what I've noticed is that what is old has become new again. Mm -hmm. And I think that happens when like there's that. a downturn yeah. Uh, when people get foundational, like, yeah. you know, we've invested in doing production print in house print has actually been up <laughs> yep. during this whole year. And it's like, people are like, how do I reach people on most cost effective way? And so um, that's been a positive cash flow is always a challenge for me. Right. I think um, it's every, for every small business. Yeah. Is, but, but yeah. honestly, it's been better than expected. Yeah, so it's, it's like, it's been both the challenge, but I'm like, I look, I have a couple different times going, yeah. are we, as, we're, we're doing okay, right? Yeah. Like, uh, because all you hear is doom and gloom. Yeah. And so you don't want to be the person who gloats. You don't want to act no. like, hey, we're great because I'm not doing a parade. But you, I think sometimes it does help to look around and go, okay, we're, we're all right. We're, yeah. we're okay. Yeah. So, no, I totally get that. Let's riff off that because I had another topic, but I don't want to talk about it anymore. Okay. What do you think when you look back? on 2020 when five years from now vaccine things are i don't want to say back to normal but back to what we're familiar with probably yeah. closer to what we've grown up with and travel mm -hmm. and in person what do you think your biggest learning will be from 2020 <clears throat> and i, I can answer it if you'd like i just thought of it so i haven't prepared for it no it's fine i again i think it's embracing the technology that in some ways we already had but in january on january 12th we weren't using on mm -hmm. march 13th we had to yeah like zoom existed like yeah. it's gotten better in the last six to eight oh, months. Yeah. but um i think that what it will make me do is hey there are sometimes when travel makes sense and I like travel. And so that's yeah. all good. But I think there's going to be times where it's like, no, a zoom call yeah. actually would be a phone call would actually be, yeah. but, but a zoom call would 
do exactly what I want to do and it'll be much yeah. more cost effective. So to me, that's one of the things that I'm like, I just need to embrace the tools that we have. Mm-hmm. And I think five years from now, I hope to be better at doing that okay. as a choice. I, I, I think I'm going to look back and remember the pandemic, the 2020, 2021, whatever it, it kind of ends as really one of the golden ages of creativity for sales and marketing. Mm. Um, I look at what, you know, what we're given, we're all given the same shit burger of a pie and you can either wallow in it. Mm. You can stick your head in the sand. You can embrace technology. You can leverage technology and still create human consumable experiences and that's where I see the creativity, both on the sales side and the marketing side. And I think some of the things I've seen are absolutely just flat ass brilliant that people are doing. And I see a lot of people sticking their heads in the sand, just wanting things to go back to the way they were, which they never will hundred um, percent. I think they'll go back to very close to what they were. Yeah. So I'm going to look back, I think, as I, I feel like I've been at my creative best this year. Mm. Um, that's, I guess, for other people to judge, certainly. But I feel like I've had some really good ideas that have borne out from this. Yeah, the necessity is the mother of invention. I mean, it's sure funny. It we uh, kind of, we talked to that print thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, we had the ability to do uh, more direct mail stuff and mm-hmm. all that stuff. And it's like when everything dried up or at least like all of a sudden I'm looking around going, what are the tools I have in my toolbox? Yeah. Hey, it's this big machine that does print. I need yeah. to leverage that. And it was funny because I, we were two months into utilizing that that was in our building. Mm-hmm. And I'm looking around going, why the hell were we not doing this six months ago? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Because we didn't have to. Yeah. And, and so now we're doing it on a regular basis. And so, yeah, yeah. I think the, the, the concept that I, I've said a ton here lately, mm-hmm. difference between when this is over and now that we are here. Yeah. And it's like, I think the people who succeed are the ones who are like, now that we're here, absolutely. How do we get there? So. Yeah. The people keep focused on, well, when we're done. And I mean, yeah. people look, today is today. Tomorrow's <laughs> not promised. We could all get hit by a bus tomorrow. A meteor could hit the earth. Focus on today. Yeah. Kirby, you got one more for us? Sure thing. Um, okay. So we'll see if um, we can make this quick. How are we using December? And I say this because we've had all kinds of issues. Like mm-hmm. I'm literally talking to clients on a regular basis, shipping and yeah. stock issues. And, and, and December historically has not been a big month for us, for no. sales, because most of our time we've tried to wrap yeah. up. But how should we best use December this year? Maybe it's the same as normally, but I'm curious to know what you think. I'm going to say the first thing that pops into my mind. Okay. Make the most of it. What I mean by that, um, I've had some very challenging conversations with uh, my kids who are struggling right now. Uh, mm. I'm not going to get into detail on that, but um, when this is all over, when we look back, the high school graduating class to college graduating class of 2020, 2021, will have it the worst. Mm. Um, and that's where my kids are. Their senior year is gone. Um, they're bored, silly. They're doing everything they can do. They're, they're masking up, they're being responsible, but they're bored. They get shifted to online learning and, uh, it's a joke. Sorry. It is. I'm here. It's a joke. They have these things called asynchronous Fridays where they work on their own. They get up when they want. And it's like going to college. And I'm not saying that's necessarily bad. It's just, no, it's no one's putting the effort in. And so, you know, one of the things Sandy and I realized is, we need to do a better job 
of making the most of it because I get down and I finish my day and I eat my dinner and I go watch TV or go do what I do. Sandy does the same thing and we're not, we haven't been focused enough, I think, on creating Mm. memories. And so, you know, we don't know what Christmas Eve is going to look like. So what we've decided is, um, you know, if, you know, we're going to go probably to top golf and that's going to be our Christmas Eve dinner. And the kids are fantastic. The kids are going to drive mom and dad are going to have a couple cocktails. And we're going to have a great time as a family. Um, talk to Drew, uh, about, you know, maybe let's, let's do something. Let's build that guitar. I'm making we've a always, note on that. That's a great idea. Let's, let's, let's build that guitar. We've always talked about building, talk to Mitch, you know, I've got a new pit barrel cooker let's go get a ridiculously cool piece of meat and learn how to cook it on that thing. Mm. Make the most of it. So Mm. to me, my answer is 100% not professional. It is 100% personal because honestly, uh, I think I'm going to speak for a lot of people right now. We're holding it together. We're at the freight ends of sanity. and, And I am so eager to do some just fun, goofy things. And and the reason the genesis of all this is there is uh, there was time. So Mitch has always been the one to get sick. Like he'll get the cold, he'll get the crappy flu, all that stuff. And there was one year Sandy had to go back to Dallas for Thanksgiving because uh, her, her, her brother-in-law had passed away needed to go help out with some things. And so it was just me, Drew and Mitch for Thanksgiving. Well, Mitch, that was a year of the H1N1 virus. Mitch had H1N1. He had uh, a, a walking pneumonia and he was just on the couch. So Thanksgiving dinner that year was uh, chicken wings, smoked chicken wings and Pringles. And so every year at our Thanksgiving table, we have chicken wings and a can of Pringles to memorize that. And that's what we need to do. Remember more of those things. You can that. make the most of it. So Kirby, I talked too long. No, you didn't. I said too much. Perhaps I've said it all. I don't know. <laughs> that is, I love it when we quote lyrics. Uh, no, I, um, no, I really like that, actually. It's, it's a thing that I think that I've gone in and out of. Mm-hmm. during this time, like all of a sudden I'm like, I'm doing masterclass and I'm like, you know, making the yeah. most of it that way. Or I'm, I'm learning to cook. And mm-hmm. you and I talked about this off yeah. the camera last time. I was like, I made Thanksgiving dinner. That yeah. is totally outside of my, right. Like, Let's do it. I love that idea of top golf uh, or, you know, just diving into projects or whatever. I, yeah. the, the, for, for us actually back to it, you know what I'm going to remember? 539 main street, the building, mm-hmm. like the big progress. Yeah. We actually, when yeah. it really did shut down, yeah. our whole family was like, well, we can, court, we're here in the house, or we can go down do to that, that building. So yeah. we, we were like, we're going to come out of this thing and the building's going to be done and people are going, what'd you do during uh, yeah. the pandemic? We, we finished a 20,000 square foot <laughs> building. I, 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 me and Kelsey started a business. So yeah, what did exactly. you do in 2020? So what'd you do in 2020, dear listener? Yeah. <laughs> well, I'd love to hear, I'd actually love to hear how other people are going to, uh, what what December means to them this year? Well, this yeah. is going to come out on the what 11th. Uh, we're basically uh, about a week out from dribbling out the clock for the year. What does December mean? So I love that topic, Kirby. You know what else I love? What's that, Bill? That it's my turn for the party in the back. You oh, got that's that right. right. <laughs> yeah, you got that right. And I got a good I was, one. I was, I was sitting there thinking, oh, is the podcast over? No, I got a great one. I got a okay. great one. Okay. All right, Kirby. We're going to play a brand new game that I invented last night. <laughs> Okay. Holiday movie lead character death match. Okay. I'm t- all right. <laughs> so we're going to play holiday movie lead character death match. So I'm going to give you lead characters from two movies and you tell me who would win in a no rules Texas cage match. Okay. All right. you, you know, it's pretty easy. 
I, I hope. There are no wrong answers. <laughs> okay. So, for example, Jack Skellington from The Nightmare Before Christmas. Okay. Or Gonzo from The Muppets Christmas Carol. I'm going Gonzo just because it's fun to say. Really? Now, give me a reason. Why is he think he's going to fight dirty or what? I want to know. I, I, I don't know that I've ever seen The Nightmare Before Christmas. Okay. So, <laughs> as you can, why don't you tell us why you think they would win? Okay. All right. Fair enough. Harry Lime. That's uh, Joe Pesci's character from Home Alone. Oh, okay. Um, or Willie T. Soak. That would be Billy Bob Thornton from Bad Santa. <laughs> oh, man, I'm going Bad Santa for sure. Why is that? Oh, because, I mean, well, uh, Home Alone, I mean, Joe Pesci was inept. He got mm. beat up by an eight-year-old. And Bad Santa, that dude is, I just, I liked him. He's one of my favorite characters. Good point. Okay. Lewis Winthorpe III, which is Dan Aykroyd from Trading Places. Okay. Or Martin Riggs, who is Mel Gibson's character from Lethal Martin Weapon. Riggs all day, every day. <laughs> Although, okay, can I just say, so first of all, uh, Dan Aykroyd's character, that's a great movie. But yeah. uh, Martin Riggs, is, he's the lethal weapon. Yeah. But it is fascinating to me how that dude gets his ass kicked in every movie. Like the, somebody yeah. always bails out. Yeah. He, he's... He's crazy. He's a marksman. Yeah. But it's like somebody always has to save him. Yeah, that was a mismatch. I, 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 when I did the undercard, <laughs> yeah. when I was coming up with the card, the undercard is a little bit of a mismatch. Okay, Kirby, Clark Griswold, Chevy okay. Chase's character from Christmas Vacation, or okay. Cousin Eddie, Randy Quaid's character from Christmas Vacation. <laughs> oh, I'm, I'm going with uh, Clark because- Really? Yeah. Wrong! Yeah, no. Every, so again, I think Cousin Eddie might accidentally- uh, kill him but i think clark can mm. absolutely snap and throw eggnog on everybody and and pass the tile and I, I think, think clark. i think you're wrong on that one but <laughs> let's hear from the listeners okay ebenezer scrooge played by alistair sim from the 1954 classic christmas carol okay, okay. or frank cross bill murray's character in Ooh. scrooge oh you know what i'm going frank cross i absolutely that is one of those movies that it's kind of like roadhouse for me yeah. it's not a great movie no. but i freaking love it i yeah. love i actually like scrooge better than i like the original all right how dare you <laughs> compare any movie to the greatness that is roadhouse um see you're having a fun this is a fun game right this is fun i enjoy this buddy the elf oh, will yeah. ferrell's character from yeah. the elf or the conductor tom hanks from uh the polar express Okay, so this is a death match. So uh, it is. Yeah, I'm still going Buddy the Elf, mainly just because I, mainly because I just really love Buddy the Elf and I what? want him to win. You know what it is? He's gonna get all the snowballs and he's gonna throw them like he did in the movie and right? take out Tom. Yeah, but Tom Hanks has creepy magic, so watch <laughs> out for that. Uh, the Grinch. Okay. From Grinch Stole Christmas or Linus from a Charlie Brown Christmas. Oh, the Grinch. And yes, Linus can use his blanket. Yeah, all day, every day, the Grinch for sure. Okay, I think you're right on that one. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Scott Calvin, Tim Allen's character from The Santa Claus. Okay. Or Edward Scissorhands, Johnny Depp again. <laughs> uh, again, I didn't think that one through. Yeah, uh, I, I think it's probably Edward Scissorhands, but I'm, yeah. rooting, I'm rooting for Santa. I think it's Edward <laughs> Scissorhands in about 18 seconds. Yeah. All right, we're getting to the end of this. Ralphie Parker, who is okay. Peter Billingsley's character from A Christmas Story, one of my favorite movies. Or Kevin McAllister, Macaulay Culkin's character in Home Alone. Yeah, I'm going uh, Kevin Al McAllister for sure. He mm -hmm. is like the MacGyver of holiday movies. Mm -hmm. And also, Christmas Story is the most overrated movie in, of our time. Okay, you're wrong on two <laughs> things there. Ralphie Parker has a Red Ryder uh, BB gun, and yeah. he's gonna just pelt Peter, or he's gonna pelt uh, Macaulay Culkin with that. And how dare you? How <laughs> dare you? How dare you? Sir, Sully, 
the greatest Christmas movie of all time. You mean Die Hard? How dare you? All right, Kirby, next one. <laughs> Hans Gruber, Alan Rickman from Die Hard. <laughs> we did not Kurt- plan that. <laughs> no. Or Colonel William Stewart, William Sadler's character from Die Hard 2. Both bad guys, Die Hard and Die Hard 2. Yeah, I'm going Hans Gruber um, for a couple right. reasons. Number one, he was the mastermind of all that sort of thing. And Die Hard 2, like, not a great movie. Like, it was fun because it was just another romp with John McClane. Die Hard, exceptional movie. So, right. Hans Gruber. Yippee mother trucker. All yeah. right, one more, one more. Howard Langston, played by Arnold Schwarzenegger in Jingle All the Way. Okay. Or John McClane from Die Hard. That would be Bruce Willis' <laughs> character in Die Hard. Easiest question of the day, John yep. McClane. Wrong! Day, every day. Wrong! And, and I think it's really, really, really important. Mm-hmm. This is really important that you have said in the past that Die Hard is not a Christmas movie. And two of the characters in this game have been from Die Hard. You're admitting Die Hard is a Christmas movie. Thank I do so admit. Much. I do admit Die Hard is a holiday classic. I was wrong, and I'm happy to admit it. That what separates me from yes, you. I can admit yes, when I'm wrong. Yes. However, I will tell you that Arnold Schwarzenegger would destroy Bruce Willis. But we're talking about the characters. So I was just about write. to say. All right. You know what else you're right about, Kirby? Of uh, so many things, but what, Bill? No, not really. But that'd be the fact that you wake up every morning and use Promo Pulse, that great app developed by our good pal Jason Noakes. He's got it on his cellular device right there, his iPhone 3S. Really great technology Kirby uses to employ there, but he uses it for convenience, ideas, inspiration, information. It is free to use. You can download any, you can download the app from the Google Play Store or the uh, Apple App Store. It's uh, um, All the content on there is free. And again, they've got the Alexa-enabled app, folks. You could ask Alexa to have Promo Pulse do anything you want it to do, and it's fantastic. Super cool. Plus, plus, they're giving away a brand-new Echo Show. That's right. Anyone who's got an active subscription on the Daily Pulse and has either used the Promo Pulse app or Promo Pulse Alexa skill is enabled to or is eligible to win one winner will be announced next month kirby i appreciate you as always doing this podcast with me i'm sorry you screwed up the party in the back so so bad 